0: Alright, God bless. Welcome to a new episode, Amen, of uh, this podcast, The Way to Heaven, season uh, three, episode two. If I'm not uh, mistaken, is that episode two, three? I'm sorry. You know, I can't keep track. I can't keep track of of uh, the episodes now, Amen. But uh, we're, start, we're gonna start a new series, Amen. The, the armor of God, which, as you can see in the title, Amen, of of this episode is. Uh, the armor of God dressed for battle, amen? So once again, we have our co-host here, Brother Ulysses uh, I, amen? here to uh, lead us into uh, this uh, episode, amen? He, he It was his idea to have this series of the armor of God, and uh, he's already preached about this, so he's the expert, amen? <laughs> Brother Ulysses, any uh, comments?
1: Well, thank you. No, um, I wouldn't go as far as saying I'm an expert, but I think that this is a very uh, interesting topic. I'm excited uh, to to dive into this, and and uh, so thank you, of course, to everybody who's who's listening. And we encourage you know if this is a uh, this is a, a blessing to you, we of course, encourage you to share it, um, like it, tweet it, whatever it is that you do. Um, you know, we encourage you to share so uh, be a, for it to be a blessing to others. And as Ruben mentioned, so we're doing this series over the next several weeks on the armor of God and starting today with this Dressed for Battle. And meaning that we kind of just want to give a brief introduction into what the armor is and, and what it represents, and then we'll actually go in through the different episodes over the next several weeks into each piece of armor and what it represents and how we are to properly use it. And I, and I think that over the last several years, I don't know for our listeners if, if they're old enough to remember, but, uh, or if you're even interested in those kinds of TV shows, but over the last several years, there's been a lot of TV shows about how to dress. You know, there was uh, a show called Extreme Makeover, where they would you know, take people who were kind of like, always tore up from the floor up, always kind of um, slumming it in their clothes, and they would, they would give them these makeovers, right? Uh, there was a show titled What Not to Wear, I would teach people how to t- how to properly dress themselves and and i think that in a way christianity is also about helping people uh ha- properly dress right but not in the same sense what it's not about what we wear in the physical sense right but paul tells us in ephesians that there are certain things that a christian must put off and other things that that we have to put on and specifically paul tells us to put on the christian armor so we can be ready for everything that's going to come our way right i think that anybody who's listening everybody who's listening uh would agree that life here on earth is hard right life is life is like life can be difficult whether you are a believer in jesus or not um, there is no denying that life can be very very hard and in fact the bible teaches us that this that our life isn't going to be this picnic or this walk in the park Life here on earth is a battle, it's a struggle, and it's not just a struggle, it's a struggle against a powerful enemy. And to fight this battle properly, we need this spiritual makeover, we need to replace our weak and inadequate natural clothing and replace it with the real armor and real weapons. And Paul finishes his letter to Ephesians uh, with this final kind of charge, this final call. To prepare to fight this battle the right way so throughout this series what uh, we're hoping to do is just kind of unpack each individual piece of armor that Paul describes but first we're going to just kind of look at three things uh, that I think will help us understand the big picture uh, that the real uh, it's gonna help us to understand the real battle and how large it is and just very quickly before we go on the three things kind of just so you're ready for them is First, the scale of our need. So we need to understand just how big our need is. Number two is the vastness of God's provision. So understanding just how great um, what God has given us, the provision that he's given us is. And then thirdly, uh, lastly, the call to stand. And so as we start to dive in, Paul makes uh, the seriousness of our enemy very clear. Ephesians six twelve says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So I mean if you just read that over and over again, it sounds scary, doesn't it? I mean it it, it, it sounds intimidating. There are rulers, there are authorities, there are cosmic powers, there are spiritual forces, and it sounds scary because it's meant to. I think that something we need to really understand is that the devil is very real and the devil is very powerful. Uh, I I think we are fools if we we think to ourselves that the devil doesn't have any power. uh, The devil is very real. He's very powerful. He's way too powerful for us to take on with our own strength. You and I going up against the devil just on our own, we're going to lose. He's way more powerful than we are. I think this is an important reminder to all of us because of the culture that we live in right uh, many people in the western world in the world that we live in here don't believe and sometimes even make fun of the idea of a devil right uh, i think uh, too many people have this idea that there's this being who uh who, can't, who you can't see and you can't feel or touch and and all he does is promote evil around the world it sounds crazy to people right uh they don't believe that they believe that this devil who uh, it isn't the biblical devil, right? They imagine this like red guy with horns and hooves and a tail and a pitchfork You know when people think of the devil that's what they think of and who would really believe in something like that But of course uh, the devil wants to keep it this way So that as long as people don't believe in him he can go on doing what he does and nobody's gonna suspect him So people can try to deny the existence of the devil I think that you can't deny the existence and the reality of evil right you can't deny that there is evil in this world and I think we can all agree that there are things that are sad and there are things that are that are tragic but there's also just the plain evil in the world right I mean and not even a hundred years ago when we think about the Holocaust millions and millions of Jews that were murdered men women and children that were tortured just for being jewish that is evil right even today all over the world there are children that are forced to fight in armies there's the book titled long way gone by a child soldier that ended up being rescued and brought to new york and adopted you know and these children are forced to fight in armies all throughout the world and they're drugged up and then sent into battles that's evil you know, and today also, how much, uh, how many men, women, and children are being trafficked all over the world for the sex industry? That's evil. And where does all of this evil in the world come from? If all we believe in is the world, this world that's around us, if there's no God, then you can't be shocked and you can't be angry about the evil that you see. What you call evil becomes what's called subjective it's just evil to you and evil to you doesn't mean that it's evil to everybody and people who are doing what you call evil if there's no god what they're they're just doing what evolution and what biology has programmed them to do but the bible offers i think a real a much deeper and much richer explanation to the sad condition of the world that we live in Uh, and it explains to us And we see how deep and real evil is. It shows us the spiritual and invisible forces behind it. And why all throughout history and all throughout the world it continues to appear. Evil just continues
0: to appear in different ways. Any comments, Ruben? Well, I mean, it's uh, a lot to take in, you know. I mean, uh, mean, mean, I've heard this before, you know, but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, you talked a little bit too, uh, you went over a lot of stuff, you know, and I have a comment for some of the stuff that you said. Amen. Uh obviously ride right, the armor of God, amen. Uh you don't go to uh war with uh, flip flops and, and shorts, you know. Uh you know, uh, it's the wrong you know, uh clothing for the wrong place. Amen. Obviously you're not gonna go to the beach uh with uh Levi's you no know, pants, you know, uh Timberlands, you know you know it, or you know or with uh uh, we're gonna say uh, a, a coat you're not gonna go to the beach with, with a coat you know you're gonna go there probably with, with a, a beach uh, shirt you know like a Hawaiian shirt you know probably some shorts you know flip-flops you know to the beach That that's the the, the correct clothing for that place so we need to, be, we need to make sure that uh, we have the correct clothing you know for uh, this battle All right you gotta have you know uh, a vest, right? We have to have like, you know, and we, we, we're going to talk about this, this, uh, the uh, pieces of armor, right, in, the, in, the f- in future episodes, amen? But you're talking about evil, right? And, and how evil uh, has grown in some way. And uh, this is a question that uh, most Christians don't know uh, the answer to, amen? And people say, who created evil? How was evil uh, created? You know and it's not that it was created evil evil is like evil is the lack of holiness take for example uh example like heat amen there's no such thing as you no know, like cold amen it's, it's just cold is just the lack of of heat right I man there's, there's no way to like produce like cold except for like uh, a freezer amen or like an a or an ac but other than that there's no way to like something that produces produces cold. It's just that there's a lack of heat in that room or in that item, whatever it is, amen. So same thing goes for evil. Evil is the lack of holiness, the lack of having God in our lives, amen. And, and we can see that now uh, in the world, amen. We can see that the uh, chaos and and you know it's just out of order, and you know, everything uh, outside the world, outside in the world. Amen. Where uh, people are leading astray from God, and we can see that by the violence, the the you know the riots we saw last year. Everybody, everybody, everybody remembers the riots about you know a BLM and etc. Amen. We, we, the violence that from from today, from present day compared to, we'll say, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it's different. Some people, some people may argue about this. Be like, oh, no, just because the news cover more nowadays than, than it did before. But actually, no, we can see throughout the Bible that uh, violence and, and, and history of mankind being violent has, has grown, starting with uh, uh, Abel, right, and his brother that he got uh, murdered. I mean, just because God appreciated him more than than his brother, and we can see that that violence uh, started growing since there. You know, uh, we can see that the Tower of Babel. They tried to evil grew into them, and they said, "Okay, if God tries to flood the earth again, we're gonna build a tower and get to God." You know, and and the mind of, of humanity is just it, it's crazy. It is uh, where we just don't think logically, amen, about going towards God, you know, humiliating ourselves, amen. And humble uh, that humble, that's that's the correct word. Humble ourselves to God. Amen, not humiliating, humble. I, I meant to say humble. Humble ourselves to God. But we don't. We have we may, we might say a little bit of a, of pride in ourselves. Or or, or pride right in, in what our country can do. Amen. We have we put our trust in weapons. We can see that also David put his trust on his men. You can see that uh, in the Bible there's a story when uh, David he started he started to you know do a censor about uh, of his uh, of his people of the army. Amen of, of his army. Amen, because he no longer trusted in God. He he started to trust on his men. Amen. and we can see that the consequences of, of his actions were uh, pretty uh, terrible. They were so, brother. Ulysses.
1: No, I think you made some really great points there. Um, I think that that when we really look at when we really look at what we're dealing with here, something that to understand is that this fight is unfair, right? Uh, it, because our enemy isn't flesh and blood but we are right we aren't principalities we aren't powers or cosmic rulers we as humans we are flawed we are fallen we are flesh and blood we are mortals and kind of like how you said we need to understand this um, because when we when we look at it this way it almost seems like we shouldn't be in this fight and like you were mentioning you know, you wouldn't go into battle and in like flip-flops and a, in a muscle shirt and, and beach shorts You know because that's and that's what this fight is starting to look at when we look at this this verse it would be like us kind of like picking up sticks and rocks and going up against people with guns and tanks and missiles right it's not a fair fight but but while this fight may not look fair um, this is a battle and this is a fight that we find ourselves in all of us are in this battle and serving in the Lord's army is not something, and I want everybody to really hear this. Serving in the Lord's army is not something reserved for only leaders and pastors and worship teams and podcasters like Ruben, right? This isn't just though. Like this isn't a battle just for those people. This isn't this isn't a battle for people who are more whole, holy or more more devoted than all of the rest of us. See, the choice isn't whether you will be a christian soldier or a christian civilian the choice is whether you will be a prepared christian soldier or an unprepared one right and an unprepared soldier of flesh and blood will not be able to stand against the powers and the spiritual forces that come against us so um, not only is the fight unfair but it also takes place in a place where it's not fair um, the Bible says that it's it, that we're fighting this in the present darkness. So like you mentioned, you know, things are just getting worse. Uh, the, the evil and the, the violence that we see is more and more. I mean, we've been, and again, I mean, just to, to kind of lay this on the ground here, um, if anybody's been watching the news, we have been in Afghanistan for 20 years or going on 20 years or more than 20 years, I can remember. And even though all the troops are leaving, the Taliban has already taken over. They, they, and, and, you know, so, like, this violence is, is just this, this cycle, this present darkness in this world, you know, um, in this world there are sounds, uh, there are sights, there are tastes that are just calling us to sin, right, everywhere we go. You go to the mall, there's going to be things that are just tempting you and calling you to sin. There's so much in this world that we can touch, that we can see, that we can t- taste that tempt our flesh. All of this physical stuff makes the heavenly promise of God seem unreachable, right? When we talk about spiritual things, when there's physical things here that can seem to satisfy us, it's hard to focus. And not only that, Satan has literally centuries of experience tempting human beings. He is an expert. He has had hundreds of years to perfect this. He knows what temptations work best on different kinds of people. The combination of the world, the flesh, and the devil is way too overwhelming for us to take on by ourselves. And this is why Paul doesn't make the armor of God a suggestion. He's not suggesting. He doesn't just say, hey, bring it along just in case you need it. He tells us we're going to need it, so you better put it on because Satan is very skilled and he loves pretending to have more power than he has. One of the ways we have all been tempted is being told that we can't do it. I think every human being at some point has either heard that voice from inside or been told from the outside that you just can't do it. A voice that tells us that we need something else, that we can't fight it, that we always give in to this sin anyway. We might as well just do it again. You can't win. That is a temptation that comes upon, upon all of us. So, to kind of get into this, to fight against this, we need to understand the scale of God's provision. So understand just how great God has provided a solution for us. Paul wants us to be able to understand uh, and be able to stand against the enemy. And that's why he starts to outline the greater power of God. Even before he mentions the enemy we face, he tells us to stand strong in the Lord of his power. Ephesians 6.10 says, finally, Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And so, the words Paul uses here are the same Greek words he used in Ephesians 19, where he talks about the power of God that raised Christ from the dead. He says, And what is the immeasurable greatness and his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might? So, what this means is the power we have been given in this fight is the same power that brought Jesus back from the dead. So this isn't just the power that is required to bring back any person from the dead like Lazarus and John 11, but bringing back, you know, just the physically dead is nothing compared to when Jesus was resurrected. I think that's that's important to understand, you know, Jesus died under the full wrath of god jesus carried and paid the price for the sin of every single person in all of history who has ever existed and will ever exist including you and me and that was all on jesus and jesus was not only brought back to life he was actually taken to the heavenly places and he's now seated at the right hand of god and so this is true power right this is a lot this is much greater power than our enemy has, right? And look at First John four four. He says, "He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world." I think that's something we need to really understand. Jesus is so much greater than the enemy that we face. And then that brings us to the call to stand uh, in Ephesians six eleven. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So, too many people who read this, uh, you know we see that it's a call to action we think okay now it's completely up to us to take on the devil and stand against his attacks right Uh, we think like hey if we just put on the armor we're gonna be able to stand against everything the devil throws at us see God has already done his part in making the armor available now it's up to us to choose to use it so while we think all of this we also think that God is just up in heaven waiting and watching to see how it all plays out right um but when when this kind of wrong understanding takes holds of uh, takes hold of us then that's when Christians fall into two groups first there's a group of people who become these like radical disciples of Jesus and they seem to just they seem to put on the armor and they live these epic lives Ruben I don't know if you know people like that that they just seem to be like holy like they're just like whoa like this person is like perfect you know this like Like they're just amazing Christians. But then there's the second group of Christians who seem to be like those, those those loser Christians that are like always sinning, right? There's these, you know, you've got these Christians who are like all on fire for Jesus. And then you've got this other group of Christians who are like always sinning and then coming back and then sinning. And there's these people who are always falling into sin and always leaving God disappointed. But if we're honest, most of us probably find ourselves in that second category most of us all probably fall every day probably think something we shouldn't think say something we shouldn't say do something we shouldn't do and sometimes we wake up and we're unwilling sometimes to even just think about the armor of god and much less put it on in the morning so if sanctification is living holy if that was easy and it was as as simple as trying harder if you could live holy just by trying harder like so many people think right then like we wouldn't fall in our christian walk as much as we do and like how many times have we heard this before right you just need to try harder you just need to pray more you just need to read your bible more you just need to put on the armor of god you just need to fast more we can do that every day and you can still fall because it's not that easy to live a holy life. You know, you can pray all you want and sometimes you're still gonna fall. You can fast for three, four days and sometimes you're still gonna fall, right? I think the the results of having this kind of self-centered understanding is that we become proud in our spiritual growth and then we also become judgmental of those who don't seem to be doing as good as us. Because we think, hey, I chose to put on the armor of God, and they chose not to. So they made poor choices. And on the flip side, we can feel really crushed when we do fall. I don't know if you've ever been there, but like you do something or say something that you shouldn't, and you you, you fall into that sin or stumble into that sin, and all of a sudden you just feel completely helpless. We've talked a lot about you know uh, repentance uh, and conviction and guilt, right? And so I think a lot of us kind of swing between these two emotions and we get super excited and we're super proud and and we're super um, ecstatic when we're winning the battle against sin, right? When we're not sinning and we're praying and we're reading, uh, you know, we're not falling into sin. We're not saying and doing things that we always say and do, but then we fall and then comes depression and then comes anxiety and then comes shame and the reality is, the power of God isn't something we can choose to tap into, right? We're not in charge of the process. Anything to say, Ruben? <laughs>
0: you know, uh, you were cause kind of. Uh, I feel kind of like you were discovering me, basically. You know, uh, this happened. You know, this happened to me. You know, uh, last year actually, and I haven't told anybody about this. And, uh, like the only people that I know about this is the people that I saw. You know, uh, but, uh, but you know. You know, me growing up, you know, I've grown up as, I would say, a role model. I would say, you know, uh, I've, since since little, I've been uh, taught, you know, Bible verses. And I would go up uh, in the pulpit and just say those Bible verses, you know. And the first time I preached, it was back in, uh, I think it was 2011. So how old was I? Uh, uh, What's it been like? Wait a minute I get hold up uh must have been like seven years old nine i oh, wanna no, i think I think it was seven years old yeah so yeah yeah yeah, seven yeah so the first time I, I preached I was seven years old i I was that young when when I did my first sermon so yeah i i've I've grown up with a lot of attention you know and a lot of you know people admiring me you know and it's something that you know As as a kid, you know, and I'm still a teenager, you know, it's something, you know, it gets to you, you know, you're like, you know, you're a model for other people. You know, you're a role model for other people. You know, and I feel like, like, having this experience, you know, last year, having this, you know, I feel like like it taught me a lesson. You know, because uh, I did something right. And uh, one of my friends, you know, I mean, he was, like, I don't know if he's, like, he, I don't know if he's my friend or not, you know, like, we're so, still, like, we're still in, uh, you know, I mean, I don't have anything against him, but maybe he doesn't have anything against me, you know, I've already said sorry and stuff, you know, but, you know, sometimes people don't, you know, accept it, or they, or they say they do accept your, your uh, your, uh, that you're sorry, right, but deep inside them, they don't forgive you, right, but yeah, so basically, I did something, right, uh, and he, uh, told my mom about it. Right, so, and I I didn't know he was telling my mom, right? But a friend of mine, she went up to me, right, and she was like, "Hey, Ruben, uh, this guy is telling your mom something." And the first thing that came to my mind is, "Oh, he he's telling her what I did." Right, so I go up to him, right, and. This happened after church actually and and it's, it's quite embarrassing because I'm like it, it's after service, you know, like like after you know you know I had a beautiful service, you know, uh you know uh the Holy Spirit, amen. And you know, uh yeah, so the first thing that came to my mind, I'm like, yeah, uh he's telling my mom what I did. Right? So I actually go up to him, you know, and I start choking him actually. Like <laughs> I do. I, I start choking him, right? And I'm like and while choking him, I'm like, dude, I'm like why did you think of me, you know? And... I remember I didn't let go until my friend came up to me. And then she she's uh, she like, what are you doing? And I just let go of him, you know? I let go of him and then he he stood up, you know, and he... uh Pushed me in the chest, you know, which I don't, I don't know who punches in the chest. You know, <laughs> if I'm being honest, you know, who punches the chest? But whatever, you know, and I just... I mean, I could have done something, you know, to react, to you the know, but I was just like... And besides, it besides didn't hurt, you know, it didn't hurt the, the punch. So I just, I just, you know, I just, like, smiled, like, like, that's what I did, you know, because like, oh no, I don't know, that's what I do, you know, like, like, I kind of like, it was kind of like a, a way to intimidate, intimidate him, you know, and I just left, you know, I left. And so she started chasing me, right, and she was like, Ruben, what did you do? I'm like, what do you mean? What did I do? I, I didn't do this thing, you know? <laughs> I used to like, I used to like, just hide it, you know? Even though she saw me and other people saw me, you know? Other uh, teenagers saw me do it, you know? I'm like, I used to I'm like, what did I do, you know? And that same day I went to work, you know? And I was thinking about it, you know, cause when, when, when you're working, you know, and you're like doing, cause I, I'm, I was making the, you know, the chicken, and the chicken nuggets, you know? I was cooking them, you know. And when you cook, you know, you don't really talk with other people, you know. You, uh, you talk more when you're on table. That's when you, like, make the sandwiches. But when you, when you cook, you know, it's, it's more of a, you know, quiet, you know, so. I mean, it's not quiet because, you know, it's all loud, you know, but, uh, you don't talk to anybody, you know. You're more of a, it's more of your, uh, it's more like a me time, you know. So, I'm there, you know, and I'm just thinking, you know, and I'm just rethinking what happened, and I'm like, Dang, Ruben, like, like, was it really uh, something that you should have done? Like, was it was it really something that you know you, you acted before? Like, you, you thought about it, you know, you know, and I, yeah, I was thinking about it, you know, and until I went to my half hour, you know, my half hour break. When I went to my half hour break, I actually, I. I started texting everybody, you know, that w- that was there, that saw me. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry that I behaved that uh, in front of you. I know that I, uh, I'm i a role model for you, you know, and, you know, you've seen that, you know, and you guys shouldn't have, have seen that, you know, and I shouldn't have done that, you know, so I asked for you to forgive me, right, and they were like, oh, no, you're cool, you know, <laughs> and, you know, they were all saying that, yeah, that's all good, you know, and yeah, I think for like a week, the other, the, the, the my friend, uh, that I choked, you know. Uh, he didn't. He didn't want to forgive me, you know, for like a week or two, until we did, you know, until he did forgive me. Until he was like, yeah. and nowadays we we just joke, we just joke about it, you know. <laughs> like nowadays, you know, like if we talk about it right now, you know, me and my friend, we just we just joke about it. Like we don't like we have no hard feelings anymore. We just laugh at it, you know be like, hey, remember that time I choked you? You know, he's like, oh yeah, I remember. You know, <laughs> so you know, but you know, I. Long story short, you know, I mean, uh the 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 theme of of of, of that experience, man, it was like you know even you know even me you know the the quote unquote you know perfect, amen, because you know I, I feel like it did get to me you know like like that oh my god like like I'm perfect you know, like I mean not not like not like in a perfect way but like I'm like I'm in some way somewhere perfect you know. And, you know, it does, you know. I mean, and also, I'm a teenager, you know, I'm a teenager, you know, I'm, I'm having those, you know, youthful years, you know, where I'm like, I feel unstoppable, you know. I feel like I could do anything. So, uh, yeah, I, I felt like, you know, I'm like, Ruben, you're great, you know, you're, you're, here. yeah. And seeing that, you know, I'm like, dang, you know, I'm like, I can't really just, and, you know, it's, it's crazy how, like, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, like, uh spread that the word about about that i did that you know uh i thought it was i thought it was gonna spread i I I did i did think it was gonna spread i was like yeah this is over for me you know everybody's gonna find out that i did this you know and uh yeah but yeah uh, thank god it didn't spread you know i'm like i don't know how it didn't spread you know uh people talk a lot you know so i i did think it was gonna spread you know the word they're gonna be like oh ruben he took someone you know at church, you know? After church, you know <laughs> You know and you know it's 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 funny when you think about it now, but you know, uh yeah back then it was like in February, uh, back in uh, October I was like Yeah, I shouldn't have done that, you know? So yeah, that's a story for you guys. Well, I think that's
1: I think that's a great example um, because I think we've we've all probably been there. Maybe not to that extent, <laughs> but we've all been uh, we've all been to, to that point of, of when we start comparing ourselves to others. Right? We can start to feel self righteous. We start feeling like, hey, I'm 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 better than all these other guys that like you know are doing all these other things, and and so, uh, but then when that fall comes like it always does for all of us, uh, um, you know, that that guilt, that shame can, can can really sink in. So that's why like I mentioned, you know, we most Christians, uh not all of course, but I think most people will, will agree that we swing between these two, of feeling like, yeah, look at me, like look how good I've done and then all of a sudden like, oh man, look at what what look what I've done. Like look how far I've fallen. And I think that uh you know, it's, that's where it's important to understand, especially in that fall, that we're not in charge of the process. God's power is inside all of his children, uh, and it's working itself out for his purpose. Paul reminds us of this in Ephesians 1, 4 through 6, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will uh to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved so god hasn't left it for us to decide whether his purpose is going to succeed i think that's really important it's not up to us whether his purpose is going to come through his power is at work inside every christian to accomplish his purpose right and his purpose is for us to be presented holy and blameless before him why to the praise of his glorious grace and see this is something i say at my church all the time it's not about you okay it's not about you it's to the praise of his glorious grace god has chosen and saved you not because of you but for his glory And sometimes so many of us, we like to make it about ourselves, right? And there are churches that are built on this idea of, like, God just loves you and he wants to bless you and he wants to make you happy, but it's not about you. It's about God and his glory. And that's the great power of God, that he is working for our spiritual growth in two ways. First, he has shown us in Jesus coming and resisting sin and resisting the devil in our place. And then second, it's working in us through the holy spirit so it's renewing our hearts and our minds so in both of these ways god is in control of all of it and in the end no one will be able to say look at what i did because it's about what jesus did and to kind of start wrapping up let's just quickly unpack the idea and kind of connect this to god's armor so our sanctification our becoming holy stands on what jesus did on the cross so what we're going to see is that the armor of god which we're talking about right the armor of god is literally god's armor okay the armor of god is literally god's armor it's armor that was designed and worn by god first The armor of god gives us uh to defend and protect us against the attacks of satan is actually the armor that he already wore in the fight and won for us on the cross, right? So we can stand firm against Satan, not only because of the strength that comes from Jesus already winning the victory for us, but um, that's why each piece of the armor actually points us to Jesus. And that's what I'm really excited about in unpacking these over the next few episodes, uh, because we're going to see that the belt of truth is the belt that was worn by the Messianic King in Isaiah 11:5. A breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation come from the divine warrior in Isaiah fifty nine seventeen. The feet shod with gospel readiness are the feet of those who proclaim the arrival of the Messiah's kingdom in Isaiah 52, 7. God himself is the shield of faith. Uh, God himself is the shield of faith we read about in Genesis 15. Uh, And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, is the weapon used by the promised servants of the Lord in Isaiah 49-2. So God is clothing us with his own armor, the same armor that Jesus already wore. So Jesus isn't standing far away at a safe distance watching us fight. He has actually already worn the armor and won the victory himself. So you are called, we are called, to wear the armor of God, not because that's what Jesus would do if he were in a similar situation. We are called to wear the armor of God because that is what Jesus has already done, right? He wore that armor all the way to the cross. He stood against Satan when he was living here on earth. So. I I really think that this is something it's important for us to understand that each of the temptations that many of us have fallen into, even just this week, when we fall into the temptation of lust, gossip, anger, pride, self-exaltation, when we fall into the temptation of lying or jealousy, those are all temptations that Jesus stood against for us. So Jesus gave his life to give us victory. Uh, He gave his life to give us the Holy Spirit and the power that raised them from the dead. That power now lives in us and is raising us from being spiritually dead to new life. Um, In John 3, Jesus compares Christianity to being born. And a baby isn't in control Of when it's going to be born right and in the same way God has chosen to give you new life so after the baby's born it doesn't choose whether or not to grow right they may wish to be taller right a lot of us probably wish to be taller some people might for some reason wish to be shorter but wishing won't do anything And in the same way we are not in control of our own spiritual growth that doesn't mean That we are passive that doesn't mean that we are sitting back and waiting uh, to all of a sudden just be magically spiritually mature and holy we are called to fight with all our might and this means I'm going to pray and I'm going to read my Bible and I'm gonna seek God every day but while I'm doing that I know that God is in control from beginning to end so at this point of view, should hopefully give us encouragement in our daily struggle with sin and with Satan. See, too often we imagine this fight like it's on our own, like it's us just fighting against sin, like it's us just fighting against the enemy, like it's just me and the devil standing alone fighting. But see, that's not true at all. And if you believe that, I I hope you're listening and hearing me that that it's not just you versus the devil it's not just you alone versus sin and temptation that's not true your victory over sin belongs to jesus not to you his fight against sin was the decisive one not yours his victory on the cross purchased your complete sanctification before god now it's his power working in you at the rate that god wants this means your sanctification is where God wants it to be, right? Your sanctification, your level of holiness is where God wants it to be. And again, I wanna make this clear, this doesn't mean that we never struggle with sin, that we just sit back and wait and don't do anything. Paul makes it very clear that we have to engage, we have to be part of this struggle every day the picture Paul paints of the armor and battle shows us that the fight against sin has to and must involve blood sweat and tears uh, Philippians two twelve through 13 says therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed so now not only as in my presence but much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling for which means because this is the why for it is god who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure so we work out our own salvation because it because god is working in us which means i read my bible i pray i open up my heart to the spirit because i know that god is working in me all the while understanding that it is Christ's victory over sin on the cross that means my struggle is never helpless i really want you to get that your struggle your fight is never without help because christ's victory over sin on the cross is there in the end jesus uh, has saved me and given me new life to present me in front of the father holy and blameless so this means That In the middle of pain, in the middle of suffering with our daily struggles against sin, we can cry out to God to continue to advance that process. This gives us hope to keep trying after we fall. This gives us hope to keep trying even when we fall into sin. It gives us hope to get back up and cry out to God and keep trying even after we continue to fail over and over and over again in the same area of our lives. We don't sink into depression, we don't sink into anxiety, we don't go into loneliness or shame. We need to run to the Father instead. This also means that when we start to see our spiritual lives grow and we begin to overcome sin, we know that it's not because of anything that we have done, but God and His Holy Spirit deserve all the glory, right? and you know God wants us to glorify him that's our purpose and sometimes in that process he leaves us to ourselves uh and our desires just to show us how weak we truly are and and I think that's important to understand sometimes we fall and it's God showing us hey this is what will happen if you leave me we fall into that sin and it's just God showing us what kind of things we're capable of right Cause i'm sure that when reuben did what he did to that young man <laughs> it, it's just a reminder now of just what we're capable of when we forget about god right when we don't crucify our flesh when we don't pick up our daily cross when we don't uh do those things and really surrender to god um you know this is this is what we can fall to this is what we can we can go to right And this shows us a really interesting part of our struggle that sometimes we think that because God is holy and hates sin, that his goal is that we should stand strong in the fight against sin. And we come back to it's not about you. God doesn't want to make you this independent being. I really want you guys to hear this. God doesn't want to make you this independent being that can stand by all on your own strength. He wants you to understand your weakness. To know the power to simply put on the armor of God comes from God, Ephesians 6.10, finally be strong in who? Not in yourself, it says finally be strong in the Lord, not ourselves, not our own strength. So no matter how long you've been Christian, uh, how much you succeed and how much you've succeeded in your spiritual life, if God were to leave you to your own strength, you would lose the fight against the enemy that's guaranteed. And nothing teaches us the power of Satan and our complete need for God more than our constant spiritual failures any comments Reuben?
0: I mean I just got here you know I took a little a little break off uh you know you I you guys can see you know but in the camera I left the camera I had to go uh, do something real quick you know uh, so I missed part of what you were talking about I'll listen to it uh when it comes out tomorrow or probably today. So that I can uh listen to it early because you know it's my episode, amen. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. You know, we're talking about, you know, that uh, like we're not we're not perfect. Amen. But also that shouldn't be an excuse to go and sin. Amen. We're not perfect, but we should try every single day to be perfect. We should seek perfection, amen. Uh, Jesus Commands us to be perfect, Amen. Paul says, "Be like me, like I am, like Jesus, Amen." So, you know, if we want to be uh, 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 like Jesus, Amen, if we want to be like Paul, we have to uh, do our part, Amen. We're not going to become all of a sudden a powerful prophet, Amen, or or a or uh, a pastor, you know, or or an evangelist, Amen. Or missionary, or a good missionary, with uh, God's backup on you, just out of nowhere. You need to, you know, let God, you know, use you and and seek Him, you know, uh, seek His word, Amen. Read the Bible, pray fast. I know fast for some of you, you know, it is it, you know, it can, it can be hard, you know. And you have those temptations, you know, uh especially when you when you're like fasting fasting alone. When you fast alone, let's say in your at your house, you know, you're you're praying and, and you're reading the Bible and then I don't know where your mom is cooking food, you know. And and you find out that they're enchiladas, you know, and I'm like, Ah, oh, I want some enchiladas, you know, but I'm I'm right now I'm, I'm fasting, you know, I'm I'm fasting right now. And you know, it it can be quite difficult, you know, but you know, you gotta resist. That, that that's part of that, that kinda of the point, you know, of doing a fast. That's the point. We have to resist, you know, uh not eating or, or drinking anything. So some, some people still drink, you know, water, you know. But I mean, if you wanna fast with water or without water, you know, whichever. Or even fast from social media, you know, uh we talked we talked about this in in a few episodes uh back. And I meant about fast, where it's not just about, you know, not having any food, but you know, fast from social media, which uh, uh, I can't do that, you know, cause uh, I gotta do my streaks, you know. <laughs> I gotta do my streaks. So, I mean, I still do them, yeah, yeah I do. I, I still do my streaks. Uh. Some people may say that that's childish, you know, or that that's, you know, that's dumb. Cause basically you just take a picture of whatever, the ceiling, you know, the roof or whatever, or the floor, and then you send it, you know, and that's a snap, that's a streak, you know, but whatever it gives me more points, you know. So yeah, you know, seek God, that's that's my advice to you guys. Amen. I don't know. I mean you already talked a lot, you know. I don't wanna <laughs> give it back to you, you know, I'll give you back the mic. Uh and put you in the pressure that you have to talk more, you know. And if you're gonna say anything or not.
1: Yeah, no, I think that what you said, um what you said is really important there in 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 that. So Um, as I kind of mentioned, though, like, yeah, nothing teaches us the power of Satan and our complete need for God more than our constant spiritual failures. Uh, and I, what comes to mind when you're saying, you know, we need to seek that perfection, seek that holiness every day is that, you know, for, I think there's, especially in young people, and I could be wrong. I mean, it's been several years since I was a teenager, but, um, but when we keep, and this isn't just about teenagers, but, uh, but for all people at all stages in life, Sometimes we keep making these resolutions to like give up a certain sin, right? And we fast and we pray and, and still give in to that sin. And what else can I say when I when that happens besides admitting that I am the weakest Christian, right? When I promise, and and I and I'm sure there's a listener out there who can relate to this as much as I can, is when I promise over and over again to not say mean or hurtful things or to not say proud things. But in the end i still find myself hurting people with my words and self-exalting myself what else can we say except what is said in romans seven twenty four? paul writes wretched man that i am who will deliver me from this body of death right nothing will give us more passion for jesus than knowing how broken we really are because if we think we can do it all on our own then we don't need jesus But when we understand how broken we are, when we're living a strong Christian life and everything is going well, then the gospel seems like it's just a good idea. It's just a good kind of concept out there. But when we really see how deep our sin is, then we hold on tight to the gospel, knowing that it's the only thing that is keeping us and saving us. And so people who don't know Jesus, who aren't believers, are usually comfortable with their sin. For them it's not a struggle but for christians life is a battle matthew sixteen twenty four, jesus says uh it says then jesus told his disciples if anyone would come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me christianity isn't about sitting back in your comfortable chairs and listening to sermons and podcasts we are in the middle of a fight against an enemy who is a lot stronger and has a lot more experience but we fight this battle knowing that we are fighting on the winning side. We take up our cross because Jesus took up his cross first. We wear God's armor because Jesus wore it first. So to stand our ground really means, isn't standing on our ground by ourselves, but to stand our ground really means to hold on tight to Jesus Christ who is our savior. And no matter how much power Satan has, or how much he tries, he will never be able to pull away those who are really trusting in God, because we are His children and the Father will never let us go. So everything you need for your salvation was accomplished by Jesus on the cross. It is now Him working in you through the Holy Spirit. Sometimes God shows His power in us by giving us the strength to stand against everything the devil throws at us, and sometimes we're going to fall, that's a fact. But let that fall be a reminder of our weakness and our need for God. Christian, if you're listening to me today, I'm telling you, if you have fallen, don't run away from God. Let it just be a sign of how much we need God. And in both situations, whether we're fighting against sin and winning, or whether we're fighting against sin and falling and sinning and and giving in, in both situations, remember that in the end, God will get all the glory. The last thing I have to say as we wrap up today, um, Ruben, give his final comments. Um, in the end, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Take your stand against the devil, protected by the armor of God. We need to fight the good fight with everything that we've got, and we've got to give it everything we've got. But in the middle of standing and fighting, we can't forget to rest in the finished victory of Jesus Christ. Final thoughts, Reuben?
0: Hey Amen. I'm going to give a, uh, one final thought, and then we will go to our little break and then am gonna pray for you guys after the break, the the little break amen uh some people say the bible is is just a book with uh rules amen where uh if you don't follow the rules you know you're condemned all right and and you go to hell but uh let me just tell you this one thing you know that is is not true you know this book right the bible tells us that we can't possibly follow all of these rules that no, we can't we can't there's there's no way where we can accomplish right where we can just follow all these rules I mean we need Jesus amen in our life in order to in order to actually follow these rules in order to to accomplish I mean and you know and avoid Amen, hell you know I know we don't talk about this a lot you know Christians don't talk, don't talk about hell a lot you know they don't like to uh, scare off uh, people uh, with, with, with the hell you know with like oh heaven and hell you know or you know or the lake of sulfur which I, I do believe uh, 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 and we can, talk about, we can talk about this you know in a different episode they meant like after we do this uh, series about you know but I do believe that uh, hell and the lake of sulfur are, are two different places and I do have my my uh, you know Reasons, reason to back this up, you know. Uh, some people think that is is uh, uh, the same place, but you know, we can talk. about, we can talk about this, you know, in a different episode. But yeah, you know, if you want to actually, you know, live a life, you know, of of holiness, a life close to God, you know, you need the bridge, right? You need that person, right, called Jesus, in your life. To get closer and closer to that perfection, which we we will get to that perfection one day. Either it is the day that, that we uh, die, Amen, or the day that, that we that that God comes in the rapture to pick to pick us up, Amen, His people, Amen. So we'll be right back. We're gonna go to a little break, and then we'll come back with a prayer for you guys. Okay, uh, we're back. Thanks for, uh, still listening. I know that it's been uh, almost an hour of, of, just me and, and our brother Lisa talking. And I know that my voice is not the best voice, you know. Uh, me myself, I don't like my voice. I don't. Uh, before I'm, I'm gonna be fully honest with myself. I don't like my voice. That's why I don't edit this, uh, this, uh, episode, you know. I, the, if you notice, they're all one take. You know, and if you know if you noticed the mistake from from my last episode, you know, where, we, where the audio just cut off, you know, and went to a break. That that because I didn't edit, you know, I didn't edit the the audio. It's a one take, and I I feel like that's better, you know, because like it just makes us better at speaking, because like I feel like if we if we do edit, we're gonna, we're gonna be reliable on mistakes, and we're gonna be like more. uh, <laughs> We're gonna make more mistakes, you know, because we're gonna be like, oh no, they're uh, gonna edit it, they're gonna edit it out either way, so. I can still make mistakes, no. So I think I feel like one take is much better, in some ways. So I hope this episode has been a blessing to your life. Amen to your soul. Amen. And before we, we uh, leave, amen. Before we, we finish off this episode, you know I want to we want to make a prayer for you guys. Amen for this week to bless your life. Amen and to help you on with the armor of God. Amen, brother Lises.
1: Yes, uh, so just before we pray, um, just thank you again for tuning in. Again, we encourage you to share, like, uh, you know, share this with your friends, family, church family, and and reach out to us. My name is Ulises Infante. Of course, you guys probably will know Ruben, and Ruben is welcome to share uh, my email and, and phone number and, and stuff. If you guys have questions, we want to hear from you, comments, anything, prayer requests, we're welcome to hear from you um and and just yeah we encourage you to tune in for the following episodes of course Ruben will be releasing his solo episode and then our series as we continue unpacking like next week we'll unpack the belt of truth and 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 unpack what that means so just encourage you to keep tuning in and let's just uh say a quick prayer for everyone father we thank you for all of the listeners uh, that are tuning in and god we just pray that wherever they find themselves whatever they may be doing that your spirit can just begin to move in them transform their hearts and minds the blood of jesus can just watch o- wash over them your holy spirit can reveal your will for them god and that we can just continue to stand and fight this battle that we are called to fight as your children that we can put on that full armor of god and fight the good fight with everything that we've got, and God, that in the middle of that standing and in the middle of that fighting that we can rest in the finished victory that we have in Jesus and know that it is not on our own strength, but it is on the strength of your Son, Jesus Christ, on the cross and resurrected uh, that gives us that final victory. And we thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. So anything you want to say before uh, we finish off this episode?
1: No, just thank you, everyone, and, and God bless you. Have a great week.
0: Amen. Thank you for tuning in on this, on this podcast, on this episode, amen, whichever day you're listening to. Make sure to check previous episodes, amen, if you want to be blessed with uh, good episodes, amen. Like last week, what was it last week? Do you know, do you know the episode?
1: Uh, who is the Holy Spirit who is with the Holy Diana? Spirit? I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: I forget. You know, I have a, I have a busy schedule, you know, busy week, amen who is the Holy Spirit you know featuring uh, me you know our brother Lisa and our sister Diana also the the previous episode about political if if Christians should be, should be involved in, in politics, go check it out and man, make sure to um, share this episode if you like if you liked this episode you, you can't like it you know it's, it's a podcast you can't like the episode there's, there's no like button uh, unfortunately uh but yeah go share it you know uh, to your friends and family so you can spread the word. And they could also be blessed by this message. Amen. My name is Ruben, and this is The Way to Heaven. God bless.